Hello, welcome to another edition of Talking Sports and Fitness with Zeke. I'm Zeke, sometimes known as Mike Zielinski. My guest today has an amazing story to share with us. Her name is Patty Kropp, and welcome, Patty. Thank you. Uh, she has run, completed, 50 marathons in 50 different states before the age of 50. Actually, you've, won, you've run a total of 54, including the first one in Australia. Just the logistics of that, which we'll get into, but what I think is really cool, the genesis of this happened back in fourth grade. Tell us about it. Um, Zeke, let's see. I like the colors of the political map, um, and so as a fourth grade girl, those, those colors of all the states were pretty cool, and I wanted to go to every color. Um, if you know what a political map looks like, most of us do, and yeah. uh, the geography, and uh, so um, I had made this construction paper map on a poster board, and uh, I thought I'd like to go to all the states someday. And I, I really didn't have a good reason or a know-how how to do that. So, but then there's a, a sidebar to that. Your dad was a runner and, and became a marathoner, and you kind of inherited that from him, right? Yes. Did he push into it, or you just wanted to? No, special, special man. He lives in Gross Point Woods, Michigan, and. Uh, I think he's 73 or 74. He uh, ran two marathons in his lifetime. I got in to run three miles with him to keep him company. And uh, it was so much fun that I wanted to keep going. And uh, I was only 13 years old and uh, the oldest of five children. My mother was there. She said, well, you're about to run through the ghetto, so you need to make sure you can do 13 miles because we can't just drop off. You, you just can't quit. So yeah, I did the half with him and then thought someday I'd like to do a full marathon like my dad. And you eventually did, I, I believe uh, your first one was in Australia, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you were living there at the time? Yes, my husband got an assignment for work in Australia and he said, will you go? And I said, heck no, I'm, I'm training for my first marathon in Toledo, Ohio. We lived in Ann Arbor, Michigan at the time. Um, Toledo's about an hour away. I said, I'm not going to Australia. He said, if I find you a marathon, will you go to Australia with us? And I said, okay. So, so that doesn't count with the 50 states. So no. Your first marathon here in the States was in 2002, and your last one was in 2016. So you Correct. did all this in 14 years. The first one was in Detroit. Uh, and, uh, and your last one, which you say probably the most interesting one for last, is called the uh, Light at the End of the Tunnel Marathon. Uh, and uh, no, excuse me. That's the, that was Kenya River one. The, yeah. Tell us about the light at the, the light at the end of the tunnel in North Bend, Washington. To, of that, yes. That you literally ran through 2.6 miles of a mud tunnel, right? <laughs> yes. I think you pulled that one out because I stated that was my favorite one, and it was beautiful. It yeah. was a rails to trails on the side of a mountain, and someone let me know that trains cannot go up and down hills, so. You're safe when you get a rails to trails marathon because it's going to be flat, but scenic because it was on the side of a mountain and you just look over and big ravine and so um, you, can't, you can't miss step. No, you can't miss step because it was just a narrow um, trail and um, but yeah, they gave us flashlights at the beginning of the tunnel. It was like a trestle railroad and um, you pick up the flashlight, shine it along the way in the tunnel and then put it down at the end. That was your favorite, what was your most challenging? Um, 
Should I reveal that I didn't finish one? That, so that was my most challenging, and I had to go back to the state the next year and finish it. Which so one was that? That was in Minnesota, and um, just like life, the metaphor, it's never what you think it's going to be. The cold states were hot, the hot states were cold. Um, my hottest state was Minnesota. Really? And I was throwing up and overheating and, uh, and had to get the, the little bus yeah. that picks up people to pick me up. Oh, you probably hated that. And then <laughs> yeah. your competitive drive and went back the next year. Good for you. <laughs> the logistics of this. Now, I know you tied some of them into family vacations, and mm -hmm. you've credited your wife, your wife, excuse me, your husband, mm -hmm. for being your emotional coach. And uh, your, your children are now grown, but they were mm -hmm. always very supportive. Uh, so they would go along in some of the, and you do a, combine it with a family vacation. But mm -hmm. not all of them, right? Right. So, gets expensive after a while, right? Yes. Yeah. That's the main challenge. The running is Your husband was supportive of, of the financial end too. Right? Um, he was okay with most that. of the time. Most of the time. I, I would kid that when this is all said and done, I'm gonna say that he didn't support me, but that's not true. We, but we had our moments when yeah. he was like, just go and get this done and he wanted to buy a leave us out of it. He yeah. to buy a event, right? <laughs> now is he a runner? No. Not a, a little bit. He started to a little bit in, in the most recent years, but didn't start out that way. Does he ever feel guilty about it since you run so much? Uh, no, uh, it, we're just different like that. But um, what was I going to say about that? I don't know. I forgot. But uh, it was, um, he was very supportive. And I, one of my biggest challenges, it wasn't the running. Like I said, there was all kinds of little, runners are weird. Lots of quirky things that I made up along the way. And one of them was to do this as economically as possible. And so... I have stories of sleeping for three hours so I didn't have to stay overnight and driving up to Hartford, Connecticut in Tropical Storm Tanya. And, um, well, that's a, that was interesting. Yeah. What else? Uh, that was my weirdest story. I slept yeah. from 11 p.m. till, uh, no, I slept from 10 p.m. till uh, 1 a.m. and then at home and then drove to the marathon, got there at 7 a.m., ran it, and then drove home. Now, Patty, how did, you know, obviously it takes a toll on your body, mm -hmm. besides your pocketbook. Uh, you've trained, cross-trained with body pump classes, the Colonial Fitness, sculpting classes at Flying Hills, fitness and stretching and yoga has helped you uh, maintain relatively free, uh, injury-free. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. uh, how much of a commitment was that? Because obviously you're putting a lot of, how many miles a week when you're training for a marathon would you put in? Definitely a low mileage marathoner because I had other things in my life that were interesting to me besides running. So you had a balance. Yeah. But you also had to keep yourself intact with all these classes. Yeah, I ran between 25 and 40 miles a week and then um, did the classes. And I think that helped keep me injury free. Plus, I think I have a little bit extra weight. I'm not like an emaciated runner. And I really do believe because people that are runners tell me like how did you stay injury free and i think it's a little bit of cushion you know i never thought of that <laughs> yeah because they are because you can you know your girlfriends must envy you because you probably can eat anything you want right <laughs> all the running you do I, pretty much and i do and it's not good because you really can't for your whole life now was there an emotional letdown when you completed because i mean you had devoted a big chunk of your life to doing this when you accomplished it uh, there for a while you didn't, and we thank you for sharing your story here today, you didn't want to share it at first. You wanted to keep it close to yourself, right? Mm -hmm. Was it because you were sorry that it went or, or you just wanted to keep living it or what? 
I'm not really sure, yeah. to be honest. But uh, just, um, yeah, I, I running. It's just life. So it's just I call it sleeping vertically. So to me, it wasn't. <laughs> You know, I'm just sleeping. Like it if I, the if mind I was too, right? a real good runner and fast, fast runners do short distances. Slow runners do long distances. So yeah, and you're I not just, in it to be competitive. You're just no. in it because you like to run and you want to finish. That's your goal. And take a nap. So you took. Uh, so you haven't run a marathon since 2016, but right. uh, but and you haven't been training. But the, the bug's bitten you again, right? I don't know. Um, maybe. Yeah. It's well, you have a marathon coming up as we take, unless you change your mind, right? Yes, I, I, I did register for one, and that's sort of how you get it done. You just start telling people about it, and then you kind of have to do it. So um, I did register for one. I think it's October 8th. And you can always walk, so yeah. you can always find a way to struggle through it unless it's hot. Heat, heat is a problem. Well, that's why most marathons in the fall, right? Yes, fall and spring. But you can't control the weather. Yes. Yeah. Like who thought it would be this hot in September as it is here? Exactly. This year. Uh, and there's a club for people who do 50 marathons in 50 states. What do they call that? The 50-50 club or something? Yeah, 50 states club. And there's also one, they had a little disagreement. So there's another club called 50 states in D.C. So if you really want to do one more marathon, you can <laughs> join that club. Uh, and there's people that have gone through the 50 states um, 10 times. The, and there's the Marathon Maniacs. The 50 states isn't even the most maniacal of the clubs. There's some people that just do this all the time. Like, that's all they do on the weekends, every weekend. Wow, that's... Well, what I like, you said that you had other interests. I mean, you had children. They're grown now, but mm -hmm. obviously you were raising them. and. Uh, uh, good for you. Would you do it over again? If I would. I, I wanted to do, for a while I had more continents than states. I had a better percentage because I started in Australia, so I had two out of seven continents. Um, yeah, there we go. Uh, my husband's not real keen on that. He's <laughs> There's <laughs> only five more. Yeah, <laughs> <I know. laughs> uh, so really, I like to travel, and that's the main reason for, for doing it. You know what? Uh, I know a lady who uh, recently uh, did the 155-mile Gobi March race. It took a week. I know her I'm, too, BK. Yeah, mm -hmm. BK. Horrific conditions. Mm -hmm. And I just, I'm astonished, you know? Yeah, she's amazing. Is that a goal for you? No. No? Mm -mm, I don't think so. Yeah. Everybody, you know, different things appeal to different um, people. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, best of luck with uh, you. with your running or whatever else you pursue to do. Uh, is there anything else athletically? I know you work out. Something you might do if you decide to bag the running, or you're <laughs> going to take up, going to take another sport up. Or <laughs> I haven't thought of anything yet. Um, my family is very athletic, and uh, yeah. you know, I would have. Yeah, um, golf. No, boring. Well, I'm sure you'll do something. Uh, yeah, you're an active person, and we thank you so much for sharing your story with us, and best of luck to you, and, and stay injury-free, and Thanks. good luck if you run that next marathon. Thank you, Zeke. All right. Th this is Zeke saying goodbye. Hey, don't forget to like us on Facebook and subscribe to the People Chronicles channel on YouTube. Take care. These stories are made possible in part by Queen City Restaurant, Greth Holmes, 
Heidelberg Family Restaurant and Spring Ridge Financial.